Are you seeking a better way to accelerate your sales, to scale your business, to live a life with no limits? Accelerate Sales Podcast features global experts who have cracked the code to recurring revenues with proven sales systems and get you on the fast track to scaling. Now let's accelerate your sales with today's episode. Welcome to the Accelerate Sales Podcast. You're going to learn three key things today. One is the benefits of two-way syncing of data. The second is how HubSpot data sync works and how it can help you and more importantly, help your clients. And the third thing is some great use cases of how to use it. So as I said, welcome to the Accelerate Sales Podcast. If it's your first time and you love what you hear or see, uh, you can uh, subscribe and uh, it'll be great for you to be a regular listener. And if you are a regular listener, always love those reviews on whatever platform you listen to it would be fantastic. Now, I always say that you can uh, take notes, of course, but we do do a summary, a key summary uh, on the application that you're um, listening or watching to at the moment. And also you can go to paulhigginsmentoring.com and get the full transcription. Uh, you can just ask for it. I do take plenty of notes, so that's why I look down. Um, not being disrespectful to the guests, that's what I love to do. So it's a better experience for you. I'd also like to quickly thank our sponsors. So one is the Cloud Consultants Collective. It's a free Slack community where peers help each other. You can find out more at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash CCC. And the other one is SendSpark. Uh, are you looking to leverage the best asset, which is, yep, you. If you're looking to do that and effectively send sales messages at scale, SendSpark is the right one for you. It's a great screen recorder and the GIFs in it work exceptionally well. Just go to uh, paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash SendSpark. So that's S-E-N-D Spark and you'll get six months free. That's right, six months free. So today's guest, Aaron, works at HubSpot as a strategic partner manager and explains exactly what that is because I know it means different things to different people. But he previously worked at PySync, which is a two-way sync of data that helps your favorite cloud applications work together. And now he basically helps um, HubSpot and the HubSpot partners to build those integrations. And he's got a real passion for this and it's evident as uh, he goes through the interview. So now uh, I'll hand you over to Aaron Goslin from HubSpot. Fantastic to have you here, Aaron. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's it's an honor to be on, on, on your show here. Thank you. Yeah, well, look, uh, you know, HubSpot, everyone's talking HubSpot these days, right? It's, it's amazing just how much it's... Uh, the, the platform and the ecosystem's taken off. And I know we're going to talk more about the ecosystem and integrations in a moment, but just from your perspective, who, who do you think HubSpot, I, the ideal client is for HubSpot and what are some of the problems that HubSpot solves for them? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Good question. So the way we try to position HubSpot, um, definitely from a partnership perspective, is, is an all-on-one platform. Um, we sell many different types of products from marketing, sales, service. And we actually recently launched like an operations hub solution, um, which is a solution that allows you to connect with different other applications as well. The type of customers that we are focused on is a, is a bimodal approach. We focus on the smaller customers as well as on the, the bigger customers and automatically we, we look at that in-between customer segment um, by focusing on both. 
customer bases, basically. Um, I think that's the, the short-term version of, of what the ideal customer is of, is of Wixit. Yeah, and what are some of the problems that they, that you solve for them? It depends how you look at it, I would say. From a partnership perspective, as at least from my end, um, we look at allowing customers to grow better through partnerships. We know that HubSpot is, is great in, in a few things, and depending on the, the customer and depending on what products you buy at HubSpot, you can either do marketing sales, like a website, um, building a website on, on HubSpot. But at the same time, we, we acknowledge that there's other great platforms inside the world and inside our SaaS ecosystem. And that's why we have the entire SaaS ecosystem team that's working on building out integrations, connecting with partners and making sure that they get access to the, to the right integrations um, on HubSpot as well, without being limited to the HubSpot products uh, just only. Yeah. And let's say, um, uh, you know, someone walks up to you in the street and says strategic partner, Role that that's your role at HubSpot. Well, what's that actually mean, Aaron? You know, what what do you do day to day? That's a good question. So I'm basically responsible for HubSpot build integrations, specifically for a new product we launched, as I mentioned, Operations Sub. Um, it's a new product that we launched last year as part of an acquisition of a company called PySync, which I originally worked for, actually, which is a really excited exciting journey um, challenging but really exciting um, and as a, as a strategic partnership manager I I'm responsible for those pricing partnerships and making sure they get smoothly transitioned to HubSpot and built on top of the HubSpot ecosystem as a HubSpot built integration so we have an alliance team as well focusing on the big partnerships like Google Microsoft Outlook those big partnerships we have an app partnership team that's focused on Having partners built on top of HubSpot, um, I'm personally responsible for HubSpot built integrations as part of the operations hub system. Right. And for, because, you know, I was a user of PySync, it was great. Just take us back in a small memory lane, which is, you know, what, what did PySync originally do? And then we can get to what um, HubSpot now have done post-acquisition. Yeah, definitely. So PySync originally was a, was a middleware application that focused a lot on connectivity and consistency of data between applications. So imagine HubSpot, but also MailChimp or CRM or Salesforce. You, you'd have customers using all these different applications. And the goal of PySync was basically to keep all of that customer information in sync between your sales, marketing, service applications, um, and at the same time, making sure that your sales teams, customer uh, focusing teams, and, and marketing teams have access to the, the most up-to-date and most correct information about your customers or leads. Yeah, and, I, and from my perspective, I, what I used to love is it was a two-way. Two yeah, that's right. So there's a lot of middleware applications out there and, and uh, the biggest or unique customer uh, selling proposition is really that it's a bi-directional integration between these platforms or actually was a bi-directional integration between these platforms because we we, we sense that, that the, or the organization called PySync um, and it also focused on historical syncing. So a lot of these middleware integrations, they focused on at the moment you set up the integration, it will do whatever you ask it to do. Um, 
at PySync, we also looked at historical data. So it doesn't matter if you've been using the application for five or 10 years or even just one month. Um, we, we'd be uh, looking at that information as well. Yeah, great. And, uh, you know, what what is what has stayed the same with the acquisition of by HubSpot and, and, and what's changed since, uh, since? Yeah, so basic, that's a good question. So, so for me, a lot of things have changed for the product itself. Um, we've continued to develop, or let's say HubSpot has continued to develop on top of the, the PySync infrastructure. So the uniqueness of PySync is, is really difficult to replicate. And HubSpot basically decided to, instead of building it themselves, they, they acquired PySync and they started to build on top of of, of the PySync infrastructure as we knew it. Um, the nice thing about HubSpot, of course, is you have many more resources than we did have at PySync as a small startup organization. Um, so since then, we've been really adding new objects because at PySync, it was mainly contact information and, and company information. Since then, we've been adding deal information and associations between all these objects um, and making things just more real-time and more and more accurate. Yeah, brilliant. And um, uh, what are some some examples? So, you know, uh, I'm a HubSpot partner. I'm, I'm listening at the moment. I'm thinking, you know, just don't do enough integrations. I, You know, I, or, or what are the solutions that maybe I'm missing that I could provide clients to, to get a better outcome from them. Um, yeah, what are some mm-hmm. examples that, that you've personally experienced? Yeah. From an integration point of view, like applications or more like use cases, you mean? Yeah, more, more use case, like, you know, the end solution. Like, obviously, you help, you know, bring bring the two together. Um, but, yeah. you know, what's it look like for someone that's actually um, selling, you know, selling HubSpot into a, a client? What, what could they be mentioning that they're not? Yeah, definitely. So it's it's great to to sell the entire HubSpot suite. Of course, in reality, it's more difficult because you'll be working with existing businesses that already have adopted a lot of integrate a lot of applications inside their organization, and they may be looking to update one piece, like for example, the marketing or the sales piece or the service piece. Um, but they may not always be looking to adopt a totally new process or operations-wise um, organization. So they might be looking to, for example, align sales and marketing or align, let's say, service and sales. Um, some of these use cases that I've come across with is those two are mainly most popular. Um, and the reason why is really if your customers, like if your customer focusing teams like sales and service aren't aligned really well, um, you're, you'd be missing out on like upsell opportunities or cross-sell opportunities that come through your service teams. Um, and I think at that moment, you should loop in your sales teams to be able to cross-sell and upsell those, those customers, increase contract value. But at the same time, you need to make sure that you focus on customer retention as well with your with your services teams. If I'm thinking about like marketing and sales, um, one of the use cases I, I can foresee is as soon as your marketing is collecting inbound leads, for example, at a certain point, you need to have those indicators correct um, to make sure that your sales teams get these best fit prospects basically uh, to be working with instead of like all prospects or all leads that come in through through marketing. Um, I think that's a, a great way to look at how integrations can help you, especially if you're using many different systems inside your organization. Yeah, and and. 
And like you say, many systems, like what are some of the most popular integrations that, that you've seen for um, Hub Data Sync so far? Yeah, it's a good question. So at the moment on operations of data sync, we have 100 applications. So originally we decided to migrate not all PySync integrations, but the most popular HubSpot integrations on PySync um, in particular, because of course um, HubSpot acquired the solution and it's more about HubSpot um, as well. Some of the most popular integrations for data sync specifically, so be aware that this is only a subset of applications, like 100 applications out of our entire ecosystem, which is like a thousand applications. So data sync is just a small piece of it, um, which we're trying to um, improve. Um, but the most popular integrations there are applications like MailChimp, for example. Um, you'll have that MailChimp marketing application and HubSpot CRM. Um, and that's, if I think about bimodal approach, it's more on the lower end SMB. Um, type of customer. If I think at that enterprise customer, um, the type of integration that we see is Microsoft Dynamics CRM with HubSpot Marketing, for example, or NetSuite CRM with HubSpot Marketing, for example. Those are the kind of the, the two enterprise and SMB most popular applications that we that we see for data sync right now, as well as Google Contacts or Outlook Contacts. Yeah, I know. I know that's definitely why I used. Um, so I, I'm I'm using the the two two companies that don't like each other much, which is Apple and and Google, right? So I use <laughs> Apple hardware and uh, then you know Google Google software, and uh, yeah, they they never never got on. So uh, that's why I originally used PySync to make sure that you know my email contacts my. Yeah, Gmail contacts were the exact same as my CRM contacts, which uh, at the mm. time we were using Copper CRM. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that 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 solved a, a great gap for me. And 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 if I'm a partner, um, you know how how do I implement it? Like you know, just take me briefly through the. Let's say that I've got a client that is uh, on Netsuite and they want you know, like you said, um, the HubSpot marketing component. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how do they go about doing it? Do they need uh, heavy development? Is it, you know, pretty light touch? Just take us through exactly how you'd use um, HubSpot uh, data sync. Yeah, definitely. So the nice thing about HubSpot data sync is you don't need a developer or a technical person to be able to implement the integration into HubSpot. In the case of NetSuite, you may need someone very familiar with NetSuite and and how it works. Just like, I think like more enterprise you go, you'll need like that administrator to be able to set up the integration for you. But for example, if I think about MailChimp and HubSpot, you can simply set up the integration in a a few clicks. Um, Just like you you do at PySync, we basically adopted the same functionality and the same approach at at HubSpot as well. Simply go to our ecosystem where all of the integrations are, are listed, and there you'll be able to read more and better understand the functionality of the integrations, not just for data sync, but just all integrations in general at HubSpot. Um, and, and simply install the integration, go through the process. Um, it's a non-code UI-friendly integration that you can set up as a sales manager if you're and the sales teams, but at the same time, if you're looking to integrate with like a MailChimp as a marketing manager as well, or like more like an operations manager, you'd be able to do that without 
being able to to um, bother your developers to to install a certain integration, which I think is a win 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 for for everybody, um, and it also shortens the the time of integrating two solutions um, in general. Yeah, look, uh, it was funny when we ran our um, agency. Uh, there was, um, you know, I, I did the strategy, sales, and marketing, and then my business partner did everything else. And about the only platform that he let me play around with was uh, PySync back in those days. <laughs> so <I can laughs> that's that's good it. to hear. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a non-technical person, and uh, it was great for me. And I'm, uh, no doubt, with uh, HubSpot, you continue to to make it easier. Um, as far as um, you know, some of the uh, future plans, like I don't know how far you can sort of talk out, but you know what? What are some of the? You said you've got a hundred now. You're looking at expanding. What? What type of? You know whether you can specifically mention platforms or more important, I suppose, use cases that are, you think are, mm-hmm. aren't aren't fulfilled at the moment that you will. Yeah, definitely. So we're still in our early days of the data sync platform at HubSpot. I'd say. Um, the, the ways that we are going to expand or the ways that we are planning to expand is not so much in, in new or not new integrations necessarily, not in the short term, I mean. Um, in the short term, our main focus will be on deepening out the existing integrations that we have. So we have integrations with MailChimp, Dynamics, and, and NetSuite, and, and a lot of other applications as well. Um, and they focus on contacts, companies, leads, deals, and associations between those objects. Um, one of the next steps that we're going to do is add more objects. So for example, if you'd be connecting with like an application like Xero or QuickBooks, for example, um, be able to sync that product information or that invoice information as well inside Export. I think that's a, a really exciting thing that we are further investigating and further um, working towards um, from a from a data sync perspective, and also opening up the platform, I think that's personally one of my main responsibilities and my my main focuses is not just have HubSpot develop these integrations, but open up this platform to solutions partners to build custom integrations to other SaaS solutions um, to build integrations with data sync, where HubSpot would be able to provide the functionality and and the foundation. Um, but the partner or the solutions partner at HubSpot would be able to plug in their API and, and instead of building the entire thing from scratch. Yeah, and what's the best way? So if I'm a partner and I'm thinking, you know, I've gone on the ecosystem or I've gone specifically to to the, the partners, um, you know, the 100 applications, I see an opportunity here, you know, uh, how, how best is it to approach HubSpot to say, hey, guys, are you working on this one or is it okay if I work on this one in, in the most simplest way? Yeah, definitely. So we have a, a very vibrant community um, where we have a lot of people at HubSpot, just like myself, being active and responding to these opportunities um, just to make sure that we or that our partners or, or app partners or solutions partners aren't building applications or functionality that we are going to foresee in the, in the near future. Um, at the same time, we, we use this community to also collaborate with solutions partners, with app partners to be able to focus on those functionalities that HubSpot isn't going to foresee in the near future and, and make sure that they can actually build out this, this functionality and help our, our mutual customers to achieve things that we wouldn't otherwise be able to achieve. 
Yeah, and, and what's the community, uh, what platform is it on? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know by heart, actually. It's uh, it's managed by a different team. It's a good question. I should I should look into it. But um, I think it's HubSpot built as well. It's it's our own community. Okay, um, great. Yeah. Just, so I know there's a Facebook. Um, I see, I see, yeah. Obviously, but it's not a Facebook. It's an internal it's a it's a public one, so it's community.hubspot.com where everybody would be able to go to. Um, and myself, I'm I'm actively on the community just to keep our customer base or or, or people interested in HubSpot um, aware of what's going on. So every time there's a new integration, I make sure to announce it in the community, um, specifically for data sync, so that customers and, and partners and, and everybody interested is aware of what's happening with HubSpot data sync uh, in particular. Um, so they can start. Uh, and what we love to see is people testing out the integrations and providing us with feedback as well. I think that's the the most valuable thing about the community. Um, and sometimes things will things will work, and sometimes things won't work. And then it's up to us to to further investigate and see if we can add functionality or if if there's an opportunity for a partner to to add functionality as well. Great, and um, you know you you. A lot of people, including we used to use, you know, Zapier and we used to use Integramat and we used to use, you know, other integration mm-hmm. software. What What's the difference between, uh, let's say Zapier, which is probably the most uh, used one, um, you know, what's the difference between, say, using Zapier and, you know, HubSpot data sync? Yeah, there's, there's many differences, I would say. Um, data sync, as you mentioned already, is originally from PySync, and PySync was focused on bi-directional syncing of data, including historical data. Um, I'm, I'm personally looking into, into of actually I've been using Zapier and other tools like Workat to Integromat as well in the past um, to automate different types different things. So at PySync or at DataSync, actually, we're focused on a bi-directional sync of information, whereas applications like Zapier are less focused on bi-directional syncing, but more on this, if this, then that workflow type of thing. Um, same thing with Integromat, same thing with Mercato. Uh, but they can do a lot of other things that DataSync wouldn't be able to do. For example, if someone fills out a form, make sure to create this contact inside my MailChimp, make sure to create this contact inside my HubSpot account, and make sure to, for example, send an automated thank you message. Those kind of things are, are very difficult to accomplish with just DataSync. Um, you'd need to have a, a few other applications or functionality inside HubSpot or other applications to be able to, to do that kind of if this then that workflow. While Zapier, for example, could do this in a, in a few simple clicks. And it's also an application that doesn't need any like developer resources. I think if you'd have developer resources, you could do a ton of more things. If you don't have developer resources, I think Zapier or competitors of Zapier or your go-to one resource where you can actually connect the integrations of your tech stack or the applications inside of your tech stack um, really easily and really simply. Um, yeah, I think it's two different things and two different use cases. Yeah, complementary. Um, yeah. Complementary, exactly. Um, and, and that's also what I love. Um, 
Zapier is, is great to automate like very simple, very basic daily tasks. I'm not sure if you're using it, uh, Paul. Yes, yeah, yeah, we, we use it. Um, I've got to say we, uh, we should use it more, right? I always find it a little bit hard but working between, well, what's the native workflow within? So we use Copper CRM at the moment. Um, you know, what's the native workflow there versus, you know, what are we doing in Zapier? So I, I do find it a bit of um, uh, spiderweb at times. But, yes, we we are are using it. But we're always, you know, looking to use it more. The biggest one for us, which is the pain, is um, LinkedIn, right? So a lot of what we do is, is LinkedIn, right? And it's just it's such a closed API. We use something called leadjet.io, so that effectively mm-hmm. takes the profile, puts it in your CRM, you know, HubSpot puts it into their CRM and also, you know, syncs the messages, right? That's great. But the things that I would love is like once someone becomes a LinkedIn connection, I'd love that to automatically trigger in my HubSpot if, if I was using HubSpot as an example. Have, have you mm-hmm. seen anything that that, uh, that solves that? Not, not by, by her, but I can I can definitely uh, agree to saying that LinkedIn is a very difficult one to to integrate with at HubSpot. Actually, we have a we have an entire team focused on on, on Microsoft just only, um, including LinkedIn because it's owned by Microsoft. Um, but it's a, it's a very difficult application to be able to integrate with, and I think everybody in our industry and everybody in our uh, profession is using it. And and I think we also connected on LinkedIn as well originally. And that's how we sparked the uh, conversation here as well. Um, it's an important aspect of, of, of sales and, and doing business in general. And I think many, many people are struggling with, with, with LinkedIn. Yeah. And, and look, you, you know, you've um, come across a lot of partners in in your time um you know what are some of the things that you look for in a in a partner like when you're doing your assessment you know on a mm-hmm. uh, yeah what, what are some of the things that you're looking for yeah definitely a good question as well um one of the main things is always customer overlap so we are using at HubSpot this application called Crossbeam, which is an application that allows you to connect our user base as well as the partner's user base, for example. And then we would be able to assess like how many customers are using both solutions and if it makes sense to, to build an integration between both solutions. Um, that's a very useful tool, I'd say. At the same time, I'm looking for cultural overlap as well as like in what region are they in? Um, or they in or main focuses um, like US, UK, Germany, um, or they in very different regions. All of this information and all of these indicators help me to assess uh, a partner and see if it makes sense to integrate with, with these businesses. Um, the main goal, of course, is to try customer value as always. Um, make sure that our mutual customer basis or seeing value from two organizations, in this case, HubSpot and another one um, working together, but it can be in any in any type of partnership, basically. Yeah, and there's a rough rule of thumb, like how long does it take, you know, from the original discussion to it actually being, you know, one of the 100 applications, how, how long does it, it normally take? Uh, yeah, that's, um, so because we migrated a lot of these applications from PySync, actually, it saved us a ton of time during the process of, of building them on top of, of HubSpot. At PySync, it definitely took a while, but we were in the advantage of 
building the integrations ourselves. So we also have different teams at HubSpot focusing on partner-built integrations. And depending on the interest of the partner, it may go very quickly or it may take a long time. One thing that also um, is very important in HubSpot is legal. Um, because you're working with a public company and because you're working with uh, such a large organization, it's important that you are aware of the risk as well. Um, even though we always look at the value for the customers, we sometimes just need to be aware of what risks it, it involves. Um, and even though we sometimes want to have integrations lives for some so, some legal reasons, we, we cannot proceed. Um, and we'll have to put the... Uh, discussions on hold before actually building the integration. But that's only, I'd say that's only in 1% of the cases. In most cases, we, we, we're really excited and, and the partner is also really excited to, to be working with HubSpot. It's a big name, which definitely helps us as well compared to Pysync, for example. Yes. Um, that's that's such a big change, especially from my end, because I've seen it at Pysync and now I've seen it at HubSpot as well. Um, that's that's makes my life easier, I would say. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, look, it's it's funny. Just quickly, two things on that. One is, uh, you know, when I was at the code company, we had to get everything approved by legal, and we, you know, kick and scream, uh, you know, say that it slowed down the process. But believe me, it saved uh, so many heartache because a couple of times we didn't do that, and uh, yeah, it was it wasn't um, I, it wasn't it wasn't pretty. <laughs> yeah, I def- definitely understand that, and I definitely think legal is important and i've got some great allies at, at legal that i've been working with since the since i joined hubspot basically and and these are great people and they are doing their job really well and and um, i've learned a ton of them actually yeah yeah and then the uh the other thing is just the power of the brand like uh you know working for coca-cola yeah you you just mm-hmm. you know it, it was like sometimes you'd talk to key customers you know Know, 10 times a day, whereas um, I worked in a smaller division that had a different brand for my last role. And, uh, yeah, you'd you'd be lucky to, to get into some customers once a quarter. You know, it was just <laughs> the difference yeah, exactly. uh, of, of, of that brand is, is so powerful. I'm, and I'm so glad that, you know, it's all going well. So um, what we'll do now is just go into some uh, sales deep dive questions. I know it's a little different because, you know, you're not a, a – um, a cloud consultant yourself, but I'd love to get the perspective of HubSpot. You know, obviously you talk about a lot of content, et cetera, but from your perspective and what you're seeing, where does HubSpot get most of its leads from? Where, where, where's the company get its, its clients from? Yeah, definitely. So we have a, a strong inbound approach as, as everybody in the, in the industry knows, of course. Um, so we focus a lot on, on content and, and making, things visible to our user base and helping our user base before actually getting value from our user base. Um, so that's that's the main approach that we are taking. Um, we have a great academy as well where we, it's similar to the blogs and the information that we, we publish online, but we have a great academy where we provide a lot of great content on about HubSpot, but also about general topics like sales and marketing and service. And by providing value first to our user base um, we, we we can see value from our user base uh, following automatically another another way to get access to more more like a bigger audience is through integrations obviously as well because of course we have a lot of mutual part customers with all of our partners but it's always good to 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 have these integrations because when 
partners or, or customers actually are looking at new solutions, integrations are becoming more and more popular as well. And it's going to be a decision-making um, aspect of, of every uh, organization when they adopt or when they when they acquire new applications in general. Um, so I think those are the, the main solutions or the main aspects of, of driving new leads. One of them that we are heavily adopting as well is, is podcasts. So we, we launched actually HubSpot Networks and, and we acquired the Hustle last year, actually, because we see a great value in those in those channels to be able to connect with people, like-minded people, like-minded businesses to, to be able to get traffic from those podcasts or those different networks that we have set up um, as well with, with HubSpot. And that's like a very new channel that we're going to explore and it's it's already paying off, I believe. So um, because we actually launched today a new HubSpot creators platform or program um, where we're going to expand that that network of podcasts as well. Yeah, well, this uh, this interview will go live in May, so it'll be uh, well and truly up and running uh, by then. And look, I know you know three of my favourite podcasts: the the Duct Tape Marketing Entrepreneur on Fire, and also the Amy Porterfield Show. I think that's what it's called. But anyway, Amy Porterfield, mm-hmm. you'll know it. Are all now um, on the HubSpot um, podcast. Uh, community, if if I can call it that, and uh, yeah, it's 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 great. It's um, I think you know you've always been the leaders in uh, in uh, inbound. Like you know, there's so many times that I've quoted HubSpot articles in, in you know whether it's on LinkedIn posts or, or blogs that I've done, and even podcasts. Uh, so yeah, the content is 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 brilliant, and it's really good that it's um, now also focusing on podcasting, which you know for me is my favourite uh, medium. Uh, not just uh, interviewing great people like you, but also uh, now listening to about an hour and a half at two and a half times speed a day, you know that's my uh, yeah, that's my window into the world. Given the fact that I live uh, nearly as south as you can go in in the world, which is uh, you know down the bottom of Australia, so <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, it's it, it, it's brilliant. All right, well, look, it, it's been amazing having you on the show. So you can go to ecosystem.hubspot.com to find that's out right. more. And uh, also we'll put some other links in there to the uh, community, which is community.hubspot.com as well, uh, which um, Aaron said is, is public. But uh, wonderful having you on the show today. And, and I think, you know, it's an area that um, sometimes can have a little bit of confusion, but if you're a HubSpot partner and you, you know, want to know more, go to those resources. And, um, and also, you know, um, if you've learned something, uh, you know, to share Share it on social and uh, at mention Aaron, and uh, I'm sure he'll uh, he'll get back to you as well. But Aaron, absolute pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you so much, Paul. Thank you so much for the invitation and and having me on the show as well. It's been uh, great getting to know you. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. I really enjoyed that interview with Aaron. You might know that I'm not in the depths of integrations, but I hope I asked the questions that you wanted. If you've got other questions for Aaron, why don't you reach out to him on LinkedIn? His uh, profile's there. And also, why don't you, if you've learned something, why don't you share what you've learned and at mention him on LinkedIn as well? He'd love you for that. Don't forget to go to ecosystem.hubspot.com to learn more. And there's the show notes, which has got a summary. Then also, if you want a full transcription, you can go to paulhigginsmentoring.com, go to podcast up the top, and you will find Aaron there. It's Aaron with one A.
And uh, why not share it with other people? Like if you've got other partners that you know that uh, would get great benefit from this, share it with them. They'll think you're a rock star. Also check out our solo shows. Don't forget that free Slack community for cloud consultants. You can go to paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash CCC. Links will be in the show notes. And the last thing I want you to do is please take action to accelerate your sales. I'm fired up after today's episode. What about you? But hey, before you go, learning is just one piece of the puzzle. Now it's time to put today's strategy into action. Head over now to today's show page at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash podcast and share how you'll put it into action. Be sure to head over to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe, rate, and review the show. Tell me what your favorite episode is. And don't wait one minute more to gain access to your pulse check at paulhigginsmentoring.com. This could be the difference between struggling to get more leads and making this next quarter your best one yet.